Hey guys, Natalia Schneimler here. I help boy moms have a better relationship with their sons and themselves by teaching them the tools how to manage their mind so that when anything comes up in life, they know exactly how to take care of themselves and their kids. Hey guys, how are you? How is your September going? Did you drop the kids off? Oh my gosh, I dropped my kids off yesterday and halfway through the day, I realized that it didn't even matter what I was doing, but the reason why I felt different was because I was alone. And that made a big difference for me. So I'm hoping you are having that as well for yourself, some sort of change and routine, maybe get some alone time if you've been so busy with the kids all summer um, and working. So that's that's what I felt yesterday because I was with the kids all summer and it felt really good. I felt like I was coming back to myself, I felt more re-energized. And this weekend, actually, my husband and I celebrated our 13th wedding anniversary, which was uh, fun. We went to a restaurant together, just the two of us. This Italian place had a really nice conversation Um, And during the day, uh, we went with the kids. We did something new that we've never done before. We actually went hiking on our hill where we ski all winter, which was really interesting because seeing something from a different perspective um, that you see in winter, seeing it in summer was something so new to us. And we didn't know what to expect. It was super beautiful. And we totally got underdressed for it. We were so cold up there. Um, we froze a little, we were, we were cold a bit. So our hike was a lot shorter than we, you know, we wanted, but we had a nice lunch. And overall, it was just a really cool experience, neat experience to see something, the same thing from just from a very different perspective. And this is actually brings me to my topic today that I want to talk to you about. And I find this fascinating and that's why I wanted to bring to you. So I'll start with a story. So I was driving in my car one day this summer, and it it was a really hot day. It was maybe almost 30 degrees, I think it was about 30 degrees Celsius, and I'm not sure what's in Fahrenheit, but it's really hot, so hot that it's, you want to be in the air conditioning, and it's... So you're, you know, you're sweating in the sun if you are out in the sun. And I was stopped at a red light and I looked on the side, on the sidewalk, and I saw this person biking in full long sweatpants. And I, it's not the first time that I've seen this and noticed it and thought about it. And I, every time I see it, I think, what must they be thinking to be putting on long sweatpants in, on such a hot day? And it was uh, like a couple of young people biking. So it looked like they were out for a fun bike ride by the river. And I just never understand what they must be thinking. It drives me crazy because if I was wearing long sweatpants on a hot day, I would be miserable. I would be counting seconds until I could take them off and put on some really nice shorts and just be cool. So this got me thinking about that there's actually a person is behind this these sweatpants, they have an actual thought in the morning when they're getting dressed, they have a thought that has them put on the sweatpants. And I, I you know, I thought like what can that thought be? And it doesn't even matter what that thought is behind that, but there is a thought. 
And this is my whole topic for you today. Something to think about is that behind everything you see, everything you do, everything you see other people do, there's one sentence behind everything. And it's really fascinating to see some crazy stuff and wonder what is this one sentence behind that thing. Um, For example, I visited someone's home this summer and it was, I was a visitor, a guest in the house and the floors were dirty. So when people come to my house, I always try to make sure my floors are clean. And if they're not, I would be embarrassed. And so again, if when I see something that is not, does not match what my thought would be, I always wonder what their thought is. And it actually gives me some understanding. I have some compassion for them because I just realized, oh, there's, it doesn't really mean anything that the floors are dirty. It only means that they have a thought behind that. And then I start to wonder, oh my gosh, do I have something like that in my life that I also have, uh, say, maybe a, a dirty counter somewhere that, you know, just an example, that I also didn't realize I had and had a thought behind it that was something like, oh, maybe this is fine or I don't need to clean it, it's good enough, or whatever, I don't know, whatever it is, that when someone else comes to my house and they see it and they think, oh my gosh, this is completely unacceptable, like I would have for sure have cleaned it if I had visitors, right? So I just think, okay, if they have that, if they have dirty floors when they have a visitor and they have, and the only reason behind that is just they have a thought about it, like, it's totally fine. And I have something like that, I'm sure I have, um, then... It's, I don't need to judge them. I don't need to feel like unwelcome. I don't need to take it personally. I can simply drop down into the understanding and compassion that they're human and I'm human and I also have these things in my head that also have manifest as results in my house. Like I can even think about like last time someone was coming over and I cleaned up everything, but I left the mudroom more of a mess because it was hidden. And I didn't have much time, right? I'm like, oh, this is fine. I'll clean this up that's visible, but this I'll do later, right? For example, right? You see how this I'll do later is just one sentence. And that one sentence manifests in your life as something. So here's the good news and the bad news and the really amazing news is that if it's simply a sentence that's behind anything you see and everything you see and all the actions that we do, then it's super easy to change it, right? Theoretically, theoretically, in in real life experience, sometimes it's not so easy to change your thinking to the exact opposite, but... But the amazing news is that by you hearing about this, by me thinking about this, we can simply bring our awareness to that fact, to the fact that behind everything is a thought. And then we simply start to play around with it by noticing other people and crazy things that they do and wondering, what's the thought behind that? Then wondering, okay, what's the thought behind me doing this? And simply, to me, this is really like a fascinating game of seeing some crazy things we do and also seeing some amazing things we do, right? Like if you see a a beautiful, beautiful, clean house inside, you think, wow, how do they maintain that? Or what's the thought behind that? Or, you, you know, you think that's great. That feels amazing. I want that, right? Or seeing, you know, people wear socks and sandals and thinking, 
that that's weird. <laughs> like here we call them granolas or it's just it just looks weird. And I tell my kids, don't wear socks with sandals. That's weird. Just wear running shoes then. <laughs> so just playing around with these extremes, beautiful things, crazy things. I wrote down some of the things that I have um, changed in my life, some by um, on purpose, some uh, not so much on purpose, but I do like the result that I got. So I just wanted to share some examples, some little stories from my life to kind of get you thinking about any sentence behind anything you see. So and that you that that's the whole thing is we can change these sentences, but the sentences will drive an exactly opposite result in our life that we want, right? Or we will get rid of something that we don't want. So um, well, let me see what I wrote down. Um, so I told you about the dirty floors, and sometimes when I see a really obese people wear really tight clothing. I wonder, like, they must think that it feels good. I know this is probably not politically correct to talk like that, but this is just one of the examples that I always wonder, like, why would they think that that looks good? Because I'm always trying to hide all of my fat and trying to cover it up and trying to make it look like there's no fat there. So that's always fascinating to me. Like, what must they be thinking to wear such a tight thing over the fat? Anyways, let's be crazy out here. One of the things that I noticed when I want to exercise, um, sometimes that I have not, I remember in the past when I haven't exercised, actually it was a long time ago, I there was maybe a thought behind it that I thought, oh, I don't know what to do, I'm not sure, and I get caught up in the doubt. So the, the thought would be, I don't know, I'm not sure what I should do. That's one thought. And the other times when I have exercised, the thought behind it was, I want to get my heart rate up and right now. And those two sentences created exactly the opposite results in my life. One was exercise, one was not exercise. But again, sentence, one sentence behind each. And the first one created doubt. The first one that says, I'm not sure what I should do. And the second one created certainty created that dopamine hit of, I want to get my heart rate rate up right now, so I'm just going to go for a run, or I'm going to, you know, do the this workout on my YouTube. So that has, and notice how these two sentences, like that, and the sentences could be, they could not work for one person, could work for another person. It always depends on what feeling they produce, right? So notice how, um, if I didn't feel doubt in the first sentence, if I was thinking, oh, I don't know what I should do, I'm going to go for a run. If I felt certainty, then I'm just going to go for a run. But it always depends on what feelings are you're feeling. So um, always have to test out and see how you're feeling with each sentence. That's why borrowing other people's sentences is fun and good to try and play around with, but it may not always work for you because you don't have the same feeling that they have, right? So for you, for example, if you think, I want to get my heart rate up now, but you don't feel the certainty and the dopamine and the desire to run anymore, you feel pressure to do something, then you're not going to do it, right? You're going to feel, you're going to do exactly nothing because you feel pressure and you feel frozen and under pressure and you're gonna and if you don't know how to move forward from that you're gonna just do nothing so very important to pay attention to how you're feeling 
Um, another example I wrote down here was with cooking. Whenever I had a real struggle with create uh, cooking something or making dinner for for my family I my thought was they won't like it or I don't know how to make it that they will like it or I've never made it before like it was a bunch of different thoughts but uh, the one thought that popped out the first of me was they won't like it and so it would always stop me and I would pick a dish a different dish that I knew that they would like Right, so I, that was it was a struggle for me. Now I'm more with more experience. I always think more often. My thought is, I can do it, and that sentence creates ease, creates confidence, creates um, certainty, and I just go and do it. So again, it's always one sentence, and just like you saw, I already gave you a couple different sentences to go with one. We have when we have one sentence. There's a bunch of little baby sentences that are born from it. If we are having that feeling, like if we're feeling doubt, then we're going to have a bunch of thoughts keep coming up that create doubt, right? So I just want you to know, there's not just one sentence that hangs around in your head for an hour. No, we have so many of them and so many different flavors of feelings. Um, But I'm more talking about the more predominant, more dominant thoughts that you're having, more dominant feelings that you're having. Um, Because you might also feel like they won't like it, but I can do it. So which feeling is stronger for you? Sometimes that has happened to me where I thought, you know what, they won't like it, but I want it and I can do it and I don't care that they don't like it. For example, right, if my little kids won't like it and my confidence feeling was stronger than the other feeling of doubt. So that just depends on what's your strongest feeling. So then when you're thinking about one, the one sentence that's behind the, the, the result or the action, think about the strongest feeling, the strongest sentence. Which one has the strongest hold of you? And that's the one that's driving the action. That's the leader of everything. Okay? Um, the other one that I wrote down was, with uh, well, kids eating stuff, they have to eat this. I, myself, I'm personally a bit of a control freak that I, I notice that I have an agenda of what my, I want my kids to eat sometimes. And I'm trying to get away from that because it doesn't feel good. Um, but of course, you know, I want them to be healthy. I want them to eat vegetables, on and on and on. So sometimes I have that agenda and I want them to eat something. That feels really bad because it feels controlling. It feels negative. And that only drives the nagging behavior, only drives the reminding, and doesn't create anything good. It doesn't encourage them to try it. The opposite of that is it's that I've noticed other people have it, and sometimes I have it as well about certain foods, or sometimes I choose it on purpose because it feels better, is it's no big deal if they don't, they don't have it. And if I can drop down into that feeling of it's no big deal, then I'm solid. Then what creates out of that is um, connection, like with my kids, then I can talk to them. I can give them an option and I can say, okay, you know, I, you know, it's good for you to eat vegetables. Would you like to have the salad or would you like to have raw vegetables? And sometimes they pick raw vegetables a lot. And yesterday, one of my kids picked a lot of kale Caesar salad, which was 
so awesome because I didn't force him and he chose it on his own. So again, two sentences and both of them create completely opposite results. One creates tension and one creates connection. So the same, uh, so if you apply this with relationships and relationships are how you act towards someone else or yourself and behind each action, there's one sentence. So if you ever are curious, so before we get to curious, sometimes you can think, oh my gosh, what an idiot. Like, how could they be doing this? Like the same thing with the sweatpants. You think, what? Like, they must be not thinking straight if they're wearing sweatpants in the heat. The same thing with the uh, the people. You might, might think, see them do something and you think, oh my gosh, what an idiot. Like, what are they doing? And that feeling that you have when you think that sentence, that one sentence, doesn't feel good, right? Feels judgmental, feels negative, feels, you might feel angry, you might feel frustrated, you might feel resigned, whatever that feeling is, it doesn't feel great. So it will not lead to a great connection with whoever that person is, yourself, your children, your husband. So if you see someone being kind, who and you think, wow, I wish I was that kind in that situation, there again, you can think to ask yourself, what is that one sentence behind their kindness? And that curiosity will lead you to drop down and be curious and wonder what what could those sentences be? It could be anything. And one of the sentences that can drop you into a, a better place is, I wonder what they're thinking to do that. So instead of thinking, well, what an idiot, you can think, I wonder what they're thinking, which, which gets you to start to connect with that person, start to understand. Yeah, and you, basically what you're actually doing is you're starting to be curious about their one sentence. And once you understand that, oh, oh, I see, it's just this child, they just don't know. They don't know this piece of information. Oh, then I don't have to think they're an idiot. I can simply fill in the gap of information as a parent, as a, you know, grown up and, you know, just explain then to them how it works. So uh, this is an example in relationships, how, and even with a grown up, right? You can think, oh, they just believe it works this way, or they don't know that it works that way. And then you can have an understanding for their actions because based on what they're thinking. Not because they're an idiot, it's just because of how they're thinking. And like if it's your husband, if the, their thinking is always different, my husband's thinking is always different than mine, and if I respect that that's just what's behind his actions, then I'm going to be a lot more loving, kind, compassionate, and a lot easier for me to talk to him and to um, connect with him and love him, right? So um, again, two different sentences, completely different results. And there's always one sentence between any change you want to make in your life. If it is, <clears throat> if you're fighting with your son, <clears throat> there's just one sentence that is between you and and you connecting with him. And whatever that sentence is, 
it will reveal itself to you. You can decide what it is if you want. You can try on different sentences. Uh, but it always starts with just being aware of your first sentence. Like, where are you now? What sentence are you now? Are you thinking that he's just an idiot? Are you thinking that... He doesn't care. Are you thinking that he, you know, he's unorganized? Notice how these are just all statements. These are all sentences that are in your head. What is the strongest sentence that you're thinking about him all most of the time? And what's the strongest feeling? Sometimes it's easier for me to find my sentence through a feeling. So first I find a feeling and I feel, I think, okay, is it anger? Okay, then ask myself, why am I angry? And the answer could be, you know, he should manage his own time. And that's the sentence. Okay, so now you have the feeling in the sentence. The, the feeling is anger. The sentence is he should manage his own time. And then you are aware, okay, this is the sentence that's driving all of my behavior, all of my actions, all the things I say to my son. That's the component. That's the key. This is the root of my behavior not my son. My son and how he manages his time is not affecting my behavior at all, ever. It's only my one sentence that's affecting my behavior. The opposite of the situation that I could play around with adopting could be, for example, let's say the, the topic is still time and my son, and I, if I want to you know, have a loving relationship with him, to not fight, and I want to connect with him, and I want to guide him and help him and support him, then I ask myself, if I want to, say, support him, what do I need to think, what does my one sentence need to be so that I can feel supportive? For example, so I could think you know what, I'm going to help him learn to manage his own time. That feels a lot, a lot better already, right? Notice how the change in the feeling happens. And so you start to play around with that. And then that sentence, when you decide, I'm going to help him manage his time, or I'm going to teach him, that will drive very different actions from you when you're talking to him. You will talk to him differently when you are talking about time instead of yelling at him that he should already be ready and he should manage his own time and why doesn't he listen. You will then start to have a discussion with him in a more calm way and ask him and explain to him, like, what do you need? How can I help you? You know, this is these are the expectations and so on. It would be, it's such a different conversation only because you changed the sentence, but very key moment is you also changed your feeling. You can't just change your sentence, but keep the anger. That's just a clue that you actually didn't change your sentence, that you're still with the old sentence. So keep playing around with the words, with the sentences, until your feeling changes, until your feeling softens, until you're feeling like you're actually moving towards your son, then you know you changed your sentence. And then that will be your mantra, right? Every day when it's time to go somewhere and you have to support your son learning to go somewhere and manage his time, you will remind yourself with that mantra, hey, I'm going to support him and teach him and guide him to manage his time. Then that will create that same good feeling and then you will teach him how to manage his time. 
So that's just an example that I brought to you how this manifests in a relationship. And I love using that with my marriage as well, because that helps me understand so much my husband, because I can simply ask him why he's doing that or or like what's behind his actions or lack of action, because I get to access to his one sentence. And then I know, oh, okay, that's why he's doing that or not doing that or saying that. And then I have a better connection with him. So if you ever need any help with accessing what's your one sentence, because when you're new to this, you get can kind of get overwhelmed by all the thoughts in your head and you might not be able to pick one out as well. That's why coaching is really good because when I talk to you and you tell me all your sentences, I can help you figure out what's your most dominating sentence and we can move on from that and we can start working with that one sentence, start questioning it and then we can pick, I can help you pick out your new sentence and we can test it out by the feeling that it produces. And within minutes you can have access to um, creating a relationship based on connection. You can stop fighting with your son simply by having a conversation about your sentences. So I, you need to come get coached so that you can, you can start experiencing this magic on your own relationships, in your own life. And this takes minutes. I cannot tell you how powerful this can be because it then translates to less to the rest of your life where you are in control of how you're feeling and and what you're thinking and then you can be in control of how you're showing up to the people you love so come get coached the first session is completely free you can come tell me what's bothering you and i can tell you exactly how we can fix it how we can um make it better for you. So you can always find me on my website, www.coachingnatalia.com. I love you all so much. Please write to me if you have any questions, if you want me to do a topic on any uh, episode on any topic, I would love to do that for you. Simply write to me uh, at natalia at coachingnatalia.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Okay, guys, talk to you soon. Bye.